You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by The Book Guide. The moment the universe put the Roosevelt quote in front of me, three lessons came into sharp focus. The first one is what I call the physics of vulnerability. It's pretty simple. If we're brave enough, often enough, we'll fall. Daring is not saying, okay, I'm willing to risk failure. Daring is saying, I know I will eventually fail, and I'm still all in. I've never met a brave person who doesn't know disappointment, failure, and even heartbreak. Second, the Roosevelt quote captures everything I've learned about vulnerability. The definition of vulnerability as the emotion that we experience during times of uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure first emerged in my work two decades ago and has been validated by every study I've done since, including this research on leadership. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. We've asked tens of thousands of people to describe vulnerability to us over the years. And these are a few of the answers that directly pierce the emotion. The first date after my divorce, talking about race with my team, trying to get pregnant after my second miscarriage, starting my own business, watching my child leave for college, apologizing to a colleague about how I spoke to him in a meeting, sending my son to orchestra practice knowing how badly he wants to make first chair and knowing there's a really good chance he will not make the orchestra at all, waiting for the doctor to call back, giving feedback, getting feedback, getting fired, firing someone. Across all of our data, there's not a shred of empirical evidence that vulnerability is weakness. Are vulnerable experiences easy? No. Can they make us feel anxious and uncertain? Yes. Do they make us want to self-protect? Always. Does showing up for these experiences with a whole heart and no armor require courage? Absolutely. The third thing I learned has turned into a mandate by which I live. It's this. If you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion, I am not interested in or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives, but who will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us who are trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear-mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I'm not interested in what you have to say. We have to avoid the cheap seats feedback and stay armor-free. The research participants who do both of these well have one hack in common. Get clear on whose opinions of you matter. We need to seek feedback from those people. And even if it's really hard to hear, we must bring it in and hold it until we learn from it. Here's what the research taught me. Don't grab hurtful comments and pull them close to you by rereading them and ruminating on them. Don't play with them by rehearsing your badass comeback. And whatever you do, don't pull hatefulness close to your heart. Let what's unproductive and hurtful drop at the feet of your unarmored self. And no matter how much your self-doubt wants to scoop up the criticism and snuggle with the negativity so it can confirm its worst fears or how eager the shame gremlins are to use the hurt to fortify your armor, take a deep breath 
and find the strength to leave what's mean-spirited on the ground. You don't even need to stomp it or kick it away. Cruelty is cheap, it's easy, and it's chicken shit. It doesn't deserve our energy or engagement. Just step over the comments and keep daring. Always remembering that the armor is too heavy a price to pay to engage with cheap seat feedback. Again, if we shield ourselves from all feedback, we stop growing. If we engage with all feedback, regardless of the quality and intention, it hurts too much. And we will ultimately armor up by pretending it doesn't hurt. Or, worse yet, we'll disconnect from vulnerability and emotion so fully that we stop feeling hurt. When we get to the place that the armor is so thick that we no longer feel anything, we experience a real death. We have paid for self-protection by sealing off our heart from everyone and from everything, not just hurt, but love. No one captures the consequences of choosing that level of self-protection over love better than C.S. Lewis. He writes, To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully, round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. I just think that's such a powerful and true quote. 